Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. I thought that their threes came off triple threat. And when that happens, um, what I... A few of them, a few that we shouldn't allow. A few of them were good, good, good offense. Drive, defense helps in, kick it out. You know, you created a shot for your teammate. But when a when a when a player on offense has the ball and the defenders matched up and squared up with him, and he can just sort of jab and look at him and shoot the ball, I just don't think that's good defense. And um, we gave up three of those, and then we gave up even more of that when you count the ones 15 to 17 feet in the first half. And I thought our defensive energy on the ball. Um, and we put them on their heels in the second half. Nobody shot a triple threat three in the second half. And Barry dribbles to the top of the circle to Sutton for left wing three. Good. Sutton has got his serious, serious game face on it right now. So now they got it to single digits. Now they need to stop and the ball. Childress hooks the pass to the high left. Out top, Sars three over Enoch. That's no good. And there's Sutton to claim another rebound. Again, single digits with the ball. Got to convert here one time. Kimball feeds it to Enoch. Mid-range left on Sar. Works it in closer. Leans into him. Jump hook. Puts it up. Rolls out. And foul on the shot by Sar. There you go. I wasn't in the locker room. Um, you know, I'm down in the coach's office huddling with our assistants. And, um, you know, they we generally leave the locker room door open. And um, so I could hear guys who were barking. I, I'd be lying if I knew who it was at halftime. It's generally Malik and, and Ryan. But there's other guys that will step up fresh. Um, but Malik's been that way all year. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. Back to the man. Good ball fake. Now delivers a pass over to Kimball. Five to shoot. Kimball shoots over Brown. A three. Nailed it. Boy, does he come through with much-needed three-pointers at just the right time. Um, we, we have to shore up that stuff from the very beginning. But Dwayne, um, you know, he does what he what he does, and that is he plays harder than, than his opponent generally. Um, you know, he gets to the foul line, got us off to a great start in the second half. I think they had five team fouls within the first two and a half, three minutes of the game. That means the game's going to last longer, which is a good thing for our team. Um, and I think we have a deeper team in Wake. And uh, the longer the game goes, the better it is for Lou. Pass goes to the right. Brown drives in on that man, kicks out front. Muses contested three, missed it. Sucked with a rebound. Good pulls up by Ward to contest the shot. McMahon pulls up for a three. Go! If you didn't like last night, you don't like college basketball. I just, you don't like the sport. Or you're too involved with your team not to enjoy what was going on last night. You want to be upset they got down, double digits, whatever. It was Georgia Tech the sequel is what we had last night. <laughs> I mean, a little worse, actually. Uh, they were, Look, Wake came out was hitting everything. It was ridiculous, right? And Coach talked about it a lot. But I used the Rocky theme because it was like a boxing match. 
right? Louisville was kind of good boxers will come out and kind of feel you out. Wrestlers do the same thing. I'm just kind of feel out where this guy is. Bang, 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 bang. And when it got into the important times and it was like, look, late in the fight, Louisville said, I know how you fight now. Watch this. Boom, 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 out. I was a little worried in the beginning when Dockich and his partner there were talking about how confident they looked in practice and in warm-ups. I right. thought, okay, that's either they're really focused yeah. and ready to kick tail or they think they got this already. It was funny because Dockage was feeling exactly the way I was. He, he was calling the game last night as if uh, he was like, look. Man, wake is great, but Louisville's gonna wake up at some point and this is gonna be over. And then, and it was, it's gonna be a heck of a show. And he kept saying, if you listen to what he was saying, by the way, I don't mind Dockage. Can he be abrasive and, and crazy sometimes with his opinions? Sure. But I, I loved it, man. And I was not, and here's the deal. I don't know. I guess I'm a different guy watching these games because. Ten years ago, I'd have been going crazy in that first half. You'd have been vacuuming the same part of your carpet. Yes, and I would have been criticizing Rick, and I'd have been, this is crazy. What are we doing? It's too deep in the season to be doing. This team is 10-11. You're playing. You can't get down double digits. I didn't even worry. I was not worried. I was sitting there. I didn't get upset at all. I was like, we're fine. We're we're fine. If you take the half full part, you take the first half of the second half and say, if that team could do that for 40 minutes, it'd be really hard to beat this team. But they did the Georgia Tech thing. They had a little bit of the, we got this. Defense was a little lax. It took some bad shots in the first half. They got down. They decided to play for about 10 minutes, ran past Wake Forest, then took the foot off the gas again. Five seven one seventy nine hundred. If your thoughts, whatever thoughts you have on the last night's game, again, they uh, the longest winning streak in conference history for U of L right now. They are on a roll to say the least. I was not worried whatsoever. They started filling it up. Fifty two points in the second half. If you listen to coach in that top of the hour, and I'll play it again next hour. Uh if you listen to it, they'll tell it he says, I don't know who was screaming in the locker room, but somebody was getting this this team going. And one thing I love is that every game out now, you're not sure who's going to be the guy. It was Darius Perry a few games ago, then Jordan mm-hmm. Nawara went off, mm-hmm. then Ryan McMahon went crazy. Last night, Fresh Kimball, Dwayne Sutton, and Malik Williams. It was right. their show. David Johnson didn't have a good game. Flat out did not have a good game. Uh, but they got it done yet again with a double-digit win. Yep, eight players played 15 minutes or better. Uh, Samuel uh, Williamson played nine minutes. So, again, they are nine deep, and not just nine deep where some guy comes in for two or three minutes. You're nine deep where these kids are playing 15 minutes of a 40-minute game. That is deep, and you keep talking about these guys that can... Any of these guys are capable of scoring not just double digits, but real damage on the other team. Steven Enoch made all of his shots, free throws, and from the floor. Only had two rebounds, needs to do better than that, but Dwayne Sutton picked it up. A lot of their rebounding came off deflections. They were getting out-muscled, out-hustled on the glass, but they got it done. 5701-7900 is the phone number if you have any reaction to last night's win as they move forward. They play Virginia on Saturday. Uh, by the and, way, Virginia Clemson, right. 51-45. to 45. Oh, that's exciting. I hate watching Virginia play basketball. Virginia is, as much as I respect their coach, I, it's just they've had Louisville's number. And it's one of those things where you're like, it's like kind of the UK thing. It's just like, really? I mean, every, every the last couple of years have been hard to watch the Louisville. In Virginia game. Anybody in Virginia game. I know. No, no, no. I know. And as you're watching it, you're like, okay, I don't see what they're doing to deliberately slow this down. I don't know yep. why this ends up 48 to 43. I have no idea how this happens. It just does. Speed the game up Saturday, please. Uh, do that and see if you can do it. Um, 
when you when the pace is that slow, does does the deep bench come into play? Uh, tomorrow will be a press conference with uh, Coach Mack, and we'll find out more about what he thinks about that. Uh, but if you have any reaction to the game, please give us a call because uh, you know we don't want to know if you're interested in University of Louisville basketball. If not, we can certainly move on to some NFL uh, topics. If you by the want. way, I just I sent a text to our friend Adam Lefko. Oh You'll yes, when he was at WHAS eleven. He, oh yeah, you could tell the guy had something special going on. Came on our show, and then yep. he went to New York. And we thought he's well. I I had faith. I said he's going to still talk to us every week. I said there's no possible way Lefko calls us every Thursday. And he did. And he did. And then we went away for a couple of years. Yeah. And now he's a superstar. Yeah. And I just texted him. I said, "Underdogs are back. You too big for us now." Yeah. Of course not. LOL. No way. I think that means we got Lefko. We will have Lefko. We'll get Lefko at some point. Yes, we will. I love that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get him every week <laughs> like we did last time. We'll but try. We'll take him when we can. All right. Uh, Kentucky Kingdom is going to join us uh, in a couple of minutes. Kentucky Kingdom is uh, hiring fourteen hundred people. Uh, you saw how they stepped up last year, and that experience is becoming it's, uh, great for all members of the family. All right. So they got the water park. They've got the roller coasters. They got it all. They got gourmet food. We'll talk to Jesse. She's VP of Guest Experience there at Kentucky Kingdom. If you're looking for a job, 1,400 people is look, they're looking to hire. And we'll talk to Pat Kelly and Greg Galliette there with the Louisville Bats. Pat Kelly is the new old manager. He was going to manage in 2018. Okay. And he was called up to the parent club. That's right. And then eventually went back down in the minor league system with Chattanooga and a couple of other Reds affiliates. But now he's back for 2020 as manager of the Bats. And he should have a fairly stable roster because the Reds have spent a lot of money on free agents the last couple of years. Well, we will talk to him in just a couple of minutes uh, and find out what he thinks about this the season. And we've already got a list of all of the theme nights. I want to see this one here. This is new, I think. Mm-hmm. It is on July the 30th, The Office Night. Now, is that Office Space? Or no, the TV show, that's The Office? the TV show, The Office. Okay. They're trying to drive some some younger... Younger baseball fans to come out and uh, check out the experience. I like this one. Hops and Hounds. That tells me I can bring my dog and drink beer. One. Good beer. Two, three, four. I'm, I'm counting four dog days. That means not underdog days, but you can bring your dog to the park. They have those little uh, kid pools mm-hmm. filled with water and they can drink or hang out inside the little thing. So dog days, they've got four. The mashers are coming back. So oh. There'll be some mashers giveaways. That is Love the big, the that. gear. The gear is, is big. Yes. All right, Daryl wants to talk about the game. He's a L fan and wants to react to Wake Forest last night. What's up, Daryl? Daryl. Hey, hey, guys. Well, you know, uh, of course, I've been a long, long time L fan. I graduated from there in 72. And that, so, but anyway, uh, at, when you watch a team for so many years, you're all, you always tend to be kind of a worry wart about this and that. You know, yep. you get a little bit picky. But I've noticed with Malik Williams, and I don't know if this is because he uh, hyperextended that knee, but he just, he still seems to me like he's running kind of stiff. And it's, at times he, he just doesn't seem to be up to speed when he's running up and down the court. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, have you guys heard anything else about? He uh, coach keeps addressing it because coach keeps addressing it, Daryl, because everyone keeps asking the same thing you are, and coach keeps telling yeah. you he is one. He is the toughest kid on the team. That's what he'll tell you. He'll tell you that he plays yeah. through injuries and that he doesn't want to sit, and he'll keep giving him a thumbs up. 
Now, some of the best trainers in the world are right there at University of Louisville. So they, they should know whether or not. But I think, Daryl, I appreciate the call. You are, you are hitting the nail on the head there. Is he still kind of e- babying that? I don't know. One thing that has to improve, Williams and Enoch, both of Louisville's bigs, played a combined 40 minutes last night, had three rebounds. That has to get better. 571-7900, react to a huge comeback last night and the longest win streak in conference history, no matter what conference they've been in. Other fan bases react to their games. Just wondering where a L fan is right now. 571-7900. Listen to you, Dad. Just saying. You call your damn radio show and react to a huge game last night. It was really exciting. I mean, I'm put Rocky music to the I damn know. highlights. You think it would fire you up? Maybe some Barney tunes. Wonder if IU or Kentucky gets problems with calls. Wonder if that is an issue. Maybe they don't like us. Maybe they don't. And I don't care. Ah. But react to your damn team. Or we'll move on. We'll talk about the Rolling Stones. That's what we'll do. Well, we're going to do that Don't anyway. call 571-7900. Do you know what, UofL fan? Don't call. Got to share this. Drive around. around. While, while you're guilting them into calling. Yeah. So there's a, a Christian leader in Ohio who also did not like the halftime show like me. He wants to sue the NFL. He said it was <laughs> he said it was too provocative. This is Dave Daubenmeyer. He leads That's the a made up name. No, it's not. He leads the, he's the leader of Pass the Salt Ministries in Hebron or Hebron, Pass Ohio. The Salt Ministries. He said that J Lo and Shakira were, were pornographic. The NFL failed to warn its viewers of the content's nature and discriminated against him and his values. He, by the way, has been previously sued by the ACLU. Not sure why. He said he's worried that his soul will be sent to hell <laughs> for watching the performance. And apparently his soul has a value. Oh, yeah? Guess how much he's selling the NFL for. Uh, he's suing them for a million dollars. A little bit higher. Yeah? More than 860 trillion Oh, yes. This person's crazy. Yeah, you can buy a lot of rattlesnakes with that. Uh, I saw one post on Facebook because that's what Facebook is good for. And they were doing the pictures of actual Shakira and J-Lo. And they were, and then pictures of the devil at, like, in the same <laughs> position and said, they, they are trying to, the devil's trying to reach me. No, it's just a, just a nice little Latin dance. Just a little too much in the, uh, uh yeah. we did talk about this earlier because UofL fan doesn't want to talk about their that's game. That's all right. And, and it's three o'clock. They're moving working. on. Five, seven, one, seven, nine hundred. Little moving fan. on. UofL Rolling Stones. Work are coming back to Louisville first time since 2006 Woo! at Churchill Downs. They're going to play at Cardinal Stadium June 14th. Tickets go on sale Valentine's Day. The last time they were here, my yeah. wife and I went. We bought some pretty decent seats. We got stuck in the rain, as a lot of you did. Should have went upstairs and sat under the roof, but we did not. The weather got us. But tickets then in 2006 ranged from $60 to $300. I'm going to say it's going to be higher. I think they'll probably squeeze some seats in that are under a hundred and then probably go up to a thousand or the so. The only bad seats are probably that, that upper, upper deck, that one they call the flight deck that is above the PNC club there that, that looks like the UPS planes almost kind of hit mm-hmm. when, when they go over. Those will probably be the least expensive. And it could I, be, it could be the field passes because for you two, yeah. we, we were there as well as hotter than monkey balls. It was awful. Uh, but it was still a good show. They're hot. Are they? Yeah, they are. Okay. I don't know where that came. Actually, it's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> I just don't. Things can be colder than monkey balls, funnier than monkey balls. It's really an amazing adjective. You know, or adjectives. There's been a lot of things said on the afternoon of dogs. I'm not sure monkey balls have ever been said before. Really? You've never said that phrase. 
I've tried to do it all the time. And you know what? Not I'm not the, convinced monkey balls are hot. Not on the show. That they can be cold. They can be funny. I don't want to test. No, no, no. I don't want to cup them. It's just an it's just an expression. Test the temperature. So there were there was lots of room down on the ground. There were no seats on the so-called infield there. So people were wandering. So I'm guessing some of those will be maybe general admission and fairly affordable. Um yeah, good luck with that. It's um, uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are da 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 76 years old. <laughs> Not combined each. So they say doesn't matter. Rolling Stones are awesome. And they're going to have a great concert. They sounded great in 2006. I'm sure nothing has changed. No, that was only 14 years ago. That's all. Yeah. When they were in their 60s. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Now I'm saying Mick Jagger gets around like he always has. We have uh, Tony Tilford. Um, Tony TNT. WQMF. Tilford, 95.7. He's been giving us information. He doesn't have the ticket prices yet. Okay. So we'll find out a little bit more about that. But, we're going to try uh, and get him to pop in here, too, at yes. some point. Yes. So... Um, as we move forward, five seven one seventy nine hundred. Don't call because you're not going to want to react to the U of L game, which was so exciting to watch. Don't worry about it. Uh, throwback Thursday. This story was out a little bit earlier. Michael Jack, uh, Jordan, Michael Jordan almost passed. His former agent said they almost passed on Nike. Wow. Imagine no Air Jordans. What would they have been? He said. Well, they could have been Air Jordans, but Reeboks. He said Michael was like he didn't know anything about Nike. Uh, didn't like the shoes, didn't want to go to the meeting. Uh, he, at the time, he wanted to go Converse or Adidas. And at the time, they said Adidas had everyone else that mattered at the time. So Jordan was like leaning towards Adidas. And of course, it changed everything by him going to change everything for Nike. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And then Tiger uh, Woods came on board and man, oh man. And it's unbelievable. He's been retired this long and Air Jordans are still, you, you see the store videos where they're knocking the doors down to get the new Air Jordans. Is it possible that when a 12-year-old says he wants some Air Jordans, that he's not sure who Jordan is? Sure, certainly, yes. Yeah. yeah, my nephew knows. He's, I think, 20 now, and he's got Air Jordans just lined up in his closet, and it's like... So it's not because it, it's he, Michael Jordan. He does not wear them. Like, if he wears them, it's like you got to be careful around him. Well, T-Will did that. Tebow had like separate closets yes, for his shoe collection. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Chumley yeah. on the uh, pawn bro- pawn thing. Hey, it's it's. I say, I say, I say. Foghorn Frank. Foghorn. Foghorn. What you got? <laughs> what, what's up, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> all right, real quick. Uh, 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 I'm going to talk about the cards. All right. All right. Oh, there okay. We go. Hey, here's a U of L fan Woo. that cares about their team. Go I, ahead. I say. I don't know and don't care what anybody else does. I'm going to talk about my cars. You know, uh, I mean, my fandom goes back, what, 1975. So, you know, you do the math. But any, anyway, uh, you know, great win last night. Team showed a lot of character. Uh, you know, I, I think his team plays a lot better on the road because it seems like they're pressing when they're at home. Uh, but the, the thing about it is, is that it's no – there's no real take charge leader of, of the team, and, and and so many ways that can be a good thing because you know uh, that that one person that is a uh, what a self appointed leader or whatnot, they're not trying to do too much. It looks like that the team again is finding its identity. So Jordan Ward doesn't have to score 85 points for the team to win. Uh, you know everybody's doing uh, what they need to do, and and as you said before, uh, our, our two centers. Uh, three combined rebounds that that cannot happen, and I think just uh, you know college basketball is all about matchups, and I and I think that you know Wake Forest 
Uh, they do a lot of the pick and roll or the pick and pop or whatnot, uh, which brings our centers out uh, uh, of the paint. But I think next uh, next game against Virginia, uh, you, you're going to probably see really what this team is all about. So I'm going to hang up. Uh, great job, guys. Uh, enjoy listening to you. Uh, as far as the Stones is concerned, eh, you know, I could take them or leave them. Uh, and that's not, that's not saying anything bad about them. But right now, I'm, I'm worried about the Louisville Cardinals. There you go. Falkhorn Frank. So you're not passing Stones. You're passing on the Stones. Yeah, that's um, – look – not everybody's got a couple of hundred dollars a piece. No. Now, when we mention the price of the tickets. You do dinner and a concert. That's just for you. $500. If you have someone else you're going with. Yes. Double the price. So if it's two fifty, that's $500 in tickets. Bingo. Parking. How much do you think a beer is going to be at Cardinal Stadium that night? 10, 11 bucks, something like yeah. that. Maybe 850, something right. like that. When we come back, we're going to talk to the bats. Got a new manager. Not so new. He's, he's, the new, he's the new old manager. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about the season. And he was some of the here for a ham sandwich, but he's things that are going on. been with the Reds for a long time and a lot of capacity. Back after this on 790. KRD. Oh, Ooh. yeah, my friend. 790 KRD. You hear that all the time in the summer right here on this yeah. station. Why is that, Dave Jennings? Because some tool does the commercials. And uh, <laughs> I, what is his name? I love that guy. Oh, I'm sure you do. So cute. Mm, well, all right. 790 KRD, the afternoon underdogs, back on the air, and it does. It feels like a little summer, even though it's February, because we got the bats, guys. Play that jingle tomorrow when it snows. Okay, I will. Oh, is it supposed to snow tomorrow? Yeah, Damn yeah, it. yeah. Thought we were bringing here. Some- <laughs> there's no bread left. There's no milk. There's no eggs. <laughs> well, I don't eat bread. It's hey keto, man. Come on, dude. Oh, Seriously. Here we go. Here we go. Greg Elliott and the new old manager uh, Pat <laughs> Kelly. He's back. What's up, dude? Oh, nice to be back. Uh, I'm so glad to talk about baseball, man. It just makes me feel warm and gooey inside, and we're all ready to go. How are things going? Everything's good. Uh, leave for spring training uh, Wednesday the 12th, and we open up camp the 14th and get things rolling. Well, where have you been since you were here last time? You came here, you had a cup of coffee, a sandwich, and right. then you left us. I left. I went to Cincinnati, <laughs> spent the whole summer uh, right. being Jim Riggleman's bench coach. Right. Uh, then last year spent... Uh, the summer in, with our double-A club in Chattanooga, and now I'm uh, making my return. I love it. Yeah, now you played for a little bit. Right. I, I, like This is the way you describe it. Pat Kelly, 286 hitter in the majors. Exactly. I like See? it. Exactly. And, and you stop right there. I love it. I love it's it. It's awesome. Kind of a Bob Euchre career, though, but it was pretty fun, I'm guessing. Exactly. No, it was terrific. Uh, got called up. Uh, I won't, you know, obviously, two for, two for seven is the same as 286. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it was one of them. My first game I played in Fenway Park. My second game I played in Yankee Stadium. Oh, my gosh. Uh, didn't play again for 21 days and pinch hit one time, and then they sent me down. <laughs> How was the stomach, as they say, the first day in the show? Oh, scared to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, first of all, it was Fenway Park. Uh, second of all, you know, it was like, what am I doing? And uh, had a fantastic fantastic time. Great. Dave Steve was pitching for oh, us. Oh, wow. Pitched a fantastic game. We ended up winning. And uh, you're a catcher. I was a catcher. I got a couple of hits, uh, including an infield hit, which is pretty good for a catcher. On your first oh, wow. night. <laughs> oh, my. my first hit was actually I hit a ball in the hole. Uh, Rick Bassetti beat the force of second. And so I got eat I got that Ted Simmons. He couldn't What's, do that. Uh, with, on that note, what is your first memory of baseball? My first memory, your of first base- memory of baseball, my very first memory of baseball. I was seven years old. I was playing in, in a peewee league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wore T-shirts that said recreation or whatever. Right. And you wore jeans. Because you didn't and tennis shoes. <laughs> right. 
A Wait a minute, named, I saw this movie. It was Bad News Bears. There were, yeah. <laughs> um, a guy named Brent Smith was pitching. He was also seven years old. He pitched uh, 12 years in the big leagues. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, the very first pitch he threw, he hit me in the left cheekbone. Nice. Oh, yeah. yep. And so I, I remember my mom taking me to the concession stand at the swimming pool next door, and they they put ice on it. Now, Pat, most kids that are seven get hit in the face with a baseball like that. They say, no, let's go do something else. Uh, you said, I love this sport. I want to continue to play. I want to have 95-mile-an-hour fastballs thrown at me. But but seriously, on that, on that note, on that, uh, those, that, you get hit in the face, and most kids say, I'm out. You said, uh, this is the sport for me. Yeah, now I want to be the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and, you, and your mom's like god blessing uh, uh, mom i get a mask and a glove this time that's right okay? all right so you, you're seven you're playing in jeans and a t-shirt and it's the best thing ever and then you go play in high school and you think at, at what point did pat kelly say you know what i'm I'm gonna keep doing this thing and maybe i'll make some money at it you know it's funny because i was really not that good i mean i my freshman year in high school i maybe got six at bats the whole year sat at the bench uh, sophomore year, I played on junior varsity and was a backup catcher. And then all of a sudden, I I grew eight inches in the summertime. There you go. The football coach loved me and the baseball coach loved me. And, yep. uh, and just was kind of a late bloomer and everything kind of fell together and never really realized that the – because Brent Smith, again, the guy that hit me, was on our team. So all the scouts came to see him. Never realized that they, they were actually, after a while, looking at me. Uh, we both end up getting drafted. I, I go in the third round to the Angels, and he goes in the 38th round to the, the Cardinals. And uh, I I decide to go on and play pro ball, and I've been doing it for 48 years now. It's awesome. So it's not uncommon. I mean, catchers now are kind of like Titans kickers. I mean, you say name uh, dominant catchers in the league, you get about four or five in, and then you're like, okay, who are the rest of the catchers in the league? Are kids just not paying attention to that, that position anymore? Is it not sexy enough? I think that's a part of it. I think also the uh, the position has really changed. You know, when I played, obviously guys were were big. You know, now because of Pudge Rodriguez and the athletic ability, we we've gone to a a, a smaller player to mm. to catch now. And uh, you know, guys just don't want to strap on that gear and and take the foul tips. And they'd rather you know everybody wants to be shortstop, right? You know, right. And if you can't make that team, then your dad makes another one. So I want to be a closer. <laughs> Uh, in, in baseball, you, you love the sport, mm-hmm. you love the integrity of the sport, but obviously we've had some problems the last couple of years. Um, and the Houston Astros obviously won one, and then the next year it happened again. Um, what you, were you pissed off when you heard that that they were systematically doing that, or did you was there a, was there an undercurrent that that was going on? What was going? Well, in, in 2018, being in the big leagues, you know, the, every city you went to, they're saying, hey, you know, be careful when you go to L.A. Be careful when you go to Arizona. Uh, you know, so everybody thought something was going on, didn't really know exactly what it was. Right. Um, you know, you've always feared that your signs were being stolen, but it was, you know, from the guy at second base or, or whatever, which is kind of a, a part of the game. Uh, but we also, that's, we started using iPads in the, in the dugouts, you know, to, to look right. at the, the pictures and the, get the scouting reports. And, you know, I, I think eventually somebody's going to take it a little bit farther, and that's obviously what Houston did. Right. Houston got caught. I will venture to say they weren't the only team, um, which, you know, is really a shame. But, I, you know, I, I'm hoping that we can put some kind of stop to it because, you know, the fact that you start using video, that you start getting live feeds, um, you know, th- then I think we've, we've gone way too far. And most people thought that Major League Baseball was too light, but they're not going to suspend – 20 players per team. That's not going to happen. They're not going to pull a banner. What is the fitting punishment for something like this to ensure it doesn't happen again? 
You know, it's a great question because we had the the Apple Watch thing in in yep. Boston, and the, they said, "Hey, nothing now. You can't do anything. You can't call from the dugout, get any information with your video guy." And obviously, stuff still went on. So, you know, I I think we got to lay down the hammer. Um, obviously, some people lost their jobs because of it. Well, uh, and the Astros they'll never work, right? I mean, well, they, the Astros they didn't re-sign everybody, so then guys feel free to talk. But guys on the team at the time aren't going to be the one to blow the whistle on that, right? Right, and that's that's what happens. Yeah, the, I mean, two guys lost jobs, but I would think AJ Hinch will be back managing within okay. a couple of years. You know, he takes the fall. Uh, you know, maybe the GM, I don't know how that works, but, uh, you know, it, the one that's going to be interesting to me is, is what happens to, with Alex Cora in Boston. You know, obviously he's lost his job there. Right. But, I mean, he was with Houston. Then he turned around and now they're investigating Boston. You know, that, that's two times, you know, what, what kind of, th- you know, whatever they do to him is. is and, really and look, I get it. it. I'm not vilifying anybody. I just, I, I think it sucks. But I it just, and I get it. It's millions of dollars, man. I mean, it's the, these guys are making millions of dollars. And like any edge to to get another contract and get a championship means a lot to a city and all that. And and they play, and the snowball starts to roll down. And we're like, okay, we're doing this. Okay, we're doing this. And it and it happened. I get it. So I'm not. Uh, I just hope it stops. I just hope that at some point. Well, I think that's it. you know that's what we've got to do. And I mean, in 18, we put guys in the video room. Uh, on occasion, then once they got to the playoffs, they started putting them in on a regular basis. You know, I, I I think that's the that's the problem. We have access to the video room. Guys go back there; they're so used to seeing their their last at bat. You know, they as soon as they run through the dugout after they make it out, they run to the video room. Uh, you know, that's the part we got to get out because once they get in that video room, obviously there's other things you can pick up and 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 find out. And you get back to the dugout, and all of a sudden you're you got this pitch sequence or or what signs they're using and and you know that to me that's gone too far now now sign stealing is obviously something that's always happened we've determined that cameras and uh, garbage can lids and wooden spoons isn't the way to go how are signs usually stolen what's the okay way to do it in baseball well, the, uh, the okay way <laughs> right the one that doesn't get you fired <laughs> right, well, okay a guy with binoculars yeah, right. and a walkie-talkie i mean how, no, how usually, do we do this the usually, second base right usually a runner second base uh it you know he, he looks in at the signs Tries to figure out what sequence they're using. Are you using the first sign after two? Are you using the number, you know, whatever out it is? Right. Obviously, one out, you're using first sign. Two outs, you're using second sign. Whatever sequence. And then once you do that, you have a sign to relate to the hitter. Hey, I got the pitches. And then you can give him a sign. And they probably change their signs after a leadoff double. No, when someone's behind him, maybe well, they... Well, that's what, that's what we used to do because you could run to the mound all the time. Now right. you can only go six times a game. So th- that's when things really got complicated. Uh, if you notice now, teams... You know, that pitcher takes his hat off. He's got a thing underneath, and it's got three different sets of signs, and the catcher stands out there and says, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to use the third right set. Right next to a sandpaper. And he's exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing also, you know, they also give location. You know, if, if I can't get the finger signs, I'll give you location. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. okay, you're right-handed hitter. You're facing a right-handed pitcher. If the ball's going to be inside, it's going to be a fastball because breaking balls are on the outside part of the play. So I got pretty – Pretty good idea. I'm getting a fastball here. If, they, mm-hmm. if it's something away, then it could be two or two or three different pitches. So teams give location, they give signs, but it's all something that you're doing in the game as a manager. Right. I'm watching the third base coach trying to pick up his signs. You know, if if I can pick up his steal sign, mm-hmm. or his bunt sign, or hit whatever. run, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So that part of the game, I think, is acceptable. I think that's what we've always done. Um, but once once video gets involved and mm. and all that, then I think we've it gets we've all Belichicky. 
Exactly. Right. We're talking to Pat Kelly. He's the manager at the Batson. We're talking about their events that are coming up soon. And I think it's fascinating because we deal with college athletics in this community. You're the pros. And, uh, every, you know, you like uh, Coach Mack and, and Coach, Coach Walls are dealing with college students. So they have to, you know, it's a different dynamic. You are dealing with adults that are, this is their job. <laughs> and it's a different dynamic. But are you still in some way a father figure to some of these guys that are coming through or is this all business? No, I think, I think especially nowadays, I mean, I think that's the biggest change in the game. You know, when I started coaching, you coached like you were coached. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was the, the football coach that grabbed your face mask right. oh, or, yeah. or the manager that turned over the spread table and yelled <laughs> right, at you and told right. you how bad Threw you were. Threw the bats at you. Right. You know, yeah. We don't do that anymore. Right. Um, you know, I, I always say I'm a, I'm a better manager because I was a father. And I was a better, I'm a better father because I was a manager. Right. And I think you develop relationships now with your players. Um, I think I have more fun now than I've ever had because of that. Uh, I'm probably closer to my players. I have better communication than, than I've ever had in my career. And, and it's a lot more fun. One, one thing in the workplace that sucks is if everybody finds out what everybody's making. That never goes very well. So if you go to the stadium and you go to the players' lot, You'll see an 86 Camry, then you'll see an Escalade. It's like, okay, someone got a signing bonus. Is that ever a problem? That the, the third baseman is making $27,000, the other guy's got a $4 million signing bonus. Is that ever a problem oh, in the minors oh, as part of the deal? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Especially at the lower level. I'll never forget, I was 17 years old, um, and I, I signed for $20,000. So uh, we had a, a, a shortstop out of Florida State, and one day – he comes up to me and says, hey, you're not 20 times better than me. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I signed for $1,000. He says, you're not 20 times better than me. I mean, I'm 17 years right, old. Yeah, right, I'm yeah, like, right. are you kidding you me? You probably, made, probably made more than that at FSU. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Look. I already like you a lot, Pat. And when we're out, I'm, I want to turn the whole radio show over to you can do, you and Nick can come in and do the whole show here when we're out. Just talk baseball. You're a joy. Thank you for having opinions and, and uh, doing your thing. We want to thank you for coming in and thanks for coming back to Louisville. And we're excited about, uh, and Nick, a lot of things going on besides, um, uh, just baseball. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to steal two seconds from not, uh, not baseball, but the game tonight. Uh, Jeff Walls at the Yum Center. Sorry, sorry, but uh, tell us about that game tonight. What time is tip? It's a big one. It's 8 o'clock, so a little bit later. Uh, 8 o'clock after 9 o'clock or last night. But Florida State's ranked 17th in the country. Uh, will be a tough game. They're four and one against ranked teams, and uh, two years ago they came into the Yum Center and and beat the Cards, and it was their only ACC loss. Um, So they're battle tested. They have their entire team back from last year when they were an NCAA tournament team. So it should be a really good game. It's a red out tonight. So if you're coming out, wear red. And I, I watched the game Saturday against Team USA, and I was just like, I, I took a picture of it and I tweeted out. I was like, this is just cool to see all these girls, well, women running around and doing their thing. These are the best players in the world. It was amazing. Uh, it really was. Just a and and Jeff has talked about it a lot, but to see them. Uh, practice a little bit. It was open to the media Friday and Saturday, and and then to see them play, it's just a, it's a different level. They're you know they're so professional, obviously in the way they go about things, and and if they're told something's wrong to correct it, they do it the next time. It, it's 
Um, I, I think, you know, the U of L players were able to learn a lot because uh, they're just they play hard the entire game, even when they're up uh, a bunch. And you can see why a lot of them are future Hall of Famers. It, it was fun. All right, thank you, Nick. And we'll we'll be uh, the game right here on seven ninety KRD. Okay, folks. Uh, Opening night, April the eleventh. Yes. Two dollar beer. Two dollar. Three beer. mashers nights. Five dog evenings. I'm sure peanut allergy nights are $2 back, too. $2 beer has a partner now. It's called $2 Food. It's called Dave. So it's $2 hot dogs, nachos, pretzels, and chicken strips you every Thursday night. You used to separate these things. That's Dave awesome. Dave needs to have his cer- ceremonial beer I know, we gotta during figure that the show. Out. we got to figure that out. Okay. Is April the 11th a Thursday? It's a Saturday. Well, I tell you what. I didn't know that. Pat opens the season on that Thursday, two days prior. Maybe uh-huh. I just come in that day in studio and we pop a beer in Boom, here. Done. There we done go. Done deal. Done deal. And we'll celebrate opening day. Is We're that good? pop it right here well, in that's studio. That's what I'm talking about. What do you want me to bring? All right. Well, uh, Dave? Um, you pick. Oh, <laughs> bring in a Fall City English style pale ale. Oh, my God. You know, it couldn't be something simple. <laughs> well, anyone can say Coors Light. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks what for what is Wizarding back. Night? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what do you think it it's, is? It's Harry Potter. I can't call it HP Night. No. So oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I can't because I don't work for you. Yeah. Oh, it's so Harry Potter It's got to be Wizarding Night. Right, my daughter and I will be there, Just by like the way. for Star Wars Nights, I can't give away <laughs> lightsabers. They have to be lighted space swords. But you can say Star Wars Night. I can because I've actually got permission from Lucasfilms, but I can't go wow. any further than that. Well, Disney just shoot a church for showing The Lion King. There yeah. you go. I mean, 800 bucks. They thanks, want 250 Thanks, Bats, folks. Thank and we'll you. talk to you soon. Thank you guys. After this on 790. I report directly to Ed. All right. 790. KRD continuing our summertime discussion. First of all, we got a, another guest. In. Hey, turn this. I didn't know y'all. What are you doing here so late? What? Know, what are you doing here What are you so doing late? still here? We got off the air at noon. I figured this I was is our second walking. show. Walking by to steal some stuff out of your desk. We have two shows. Oh, well, I got uh, Mm. three shows. Mm. No, no, that's not. It's not true. Uh, I want to thank the bats uh, folks for coming in, man. It's just fun to talk baseball uh, here on the underdogs. But right now, let's bring in Jesse from Kentucky Kingdom. How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Jesse and I have worked together a couple of times, and then with Dwight as we did some broadcasts last year, and we're going to do it again this summer, correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love well, it. And then you've just, did you just get a promotion, or what's going on with you? I did. For some reason, uh, Mr. Hart believes in me, and he promoted me to vice president, so I worked hey! very hey! Hey! Hey, Ed Hart's a smart guy. <laughs> Ed Hart, let me tell you something. Good choice. Good move. Good move. Uh, so let's review what's happened. And we're going to get to you. You got a hiring thing going on, yep. but Halloween, Hollow Scream, you put that together in a couple of days, and I think it was a home run. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, we decided, you know, in July to go full swing into Halloween, and I think our Hollow Scream event was outstanding. Our employees, our guests, everybody just had such a fun experience, and really, we kind of blew our own selves away with just how many people came and enjoyed the experience. Got to give you some credit. We went, but before it closed, and then you guys reopened. It was getting a little, um, it gets a little later in the day. There were a lot of folks that had been there all day drinking lots of beer, being inappropriate. And I thought, this isn't quite the family fun park I remember. It is again. And congratulations. Definitely. Thank you. You know, we really want to provide those fun, family-friendly memories for all all members of the community and the communities in the surrounding area. So we take a lot of pride in that, and we take it very seriously. I told Ed Hart this, and I'll tell this to you as well. One thing that I noticed, as weird as it is, how clean the restrooms were when you were at Kentucky Kingdom and how clean the park area it is. 
it's there's not a speck of dirt or anything or anywhere. trash or piece of paper it's, it's just incredible the job that you guys do out there you wouldn't think that a bathroom would mean that much but when you're out there all day and that's basically your home for the day while yeah. you're swimming riding rides mm-hmm. it kind of is important yeah it's all of our team's mission you know to pitch in it's definitely a group effort with no matter who you are what level you work in what department you're doing it's all of our job to make sure the park is clean and beautiful and smelling good at all times. But I've seen you, and I've even seen Ed Hart out there picking up. There's, That's true. There's mm-hmm. nothing beneath Ed. Ed you owns are, the place. Yeah, yeah. You guys are truly a true team. Y'all pitch in and do whatever. Absolutely. I, I've cleaned many a bathrooms. I clean our office bathrooms, whatever it takes to get it done. Now, um, every year, theme parks around the country and around the world always have some new fancy attraction. You can't always do a new roller coaster, and you guys are kind of limited by space anyway. Sure. What's going to be new for 2020? So we've got a couple things coming. Um, definitely the big focus this year is working on, you know, just continuing all as always to improve our guest experience to ensure that our team members are delivering the utmost best service possible. Um, and a lot of the focus is on the entertainment side. So we're finalizing a lot of really fun things right now that are going to affect, you know, things that the family can do together. But in between the rides and the big waves, you know, maybe some shows, maybe some other things like that. Well, you know what? And that's what I noticed this last time was I walked past where we were going to broadcast from and I was like, why is there a giant pool and why is there four giant seals? You all have live animal shows too. Really? Yes, we definitely have already confirmed that our uh, sea lion friends will definitely be coming back. They're a big fan favorite. Got their contract um, done. That's good. <laughs> yes. yeah, sea lions yeah. can be difficult. <laughs> yeah, what's their dressing with? We're going we're gonna to need four raw fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know if they like it right away. Because yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> You're on to our- something. <laughs> We have to limit the number of funnel things. <laughs> so you you've got live animals uh, yeah. shows that, that that never I don't remember that ever being at Kentucky Kingdom before, uh, and <clears throat> that's different than any other place. If you're going to drive, you know the places we're talking about that are yeah. an hour and a half away. Yeah. They don't have that kind of stuff. Uh, and and you added a roller coaster last year. We did, and that was you know that's a the most thrilling family roller coaster on the planet. There is nothing like that sucker, and people are coming from all over. Uh, it's to- called that sucker. <laughs> Yes. To come give her a I ride. Like well, it's, even, a, it's a tip to seventies. Right. <laughs> well, even Josh, our our short boss, can ride it. So, that's, uh, oh, 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 I think I think oh. that Josh is a normal height, but that's just me. It's twice as big as Michael Bloomberg. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, poor Josh. Why do you got to get a political joke in the middle of the Kentucky <laughs> Kingdom bit? Uh, but it's pretty cool to have something like this right here in our own backyard. And they're hiring, dude. Right. Fourteen. Yeah. 1,400 jobs. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, so you're a vice president now. <laughs> yes. How did you start out? You started out there, right? Yeah, I started on the front lines. I was attending the University of Louisville, and I was 19 years old, and I applied to be a ride operator. And what what I, ride? Oh, why wouldn't you? Because <laughs> What you ride? Imagine? Yeah, what ride? Funny story, I never actually to this day have operated a ride, but that is what I applied to do. You applied to be a ride operator, but now you're vice president. That's what the point is, yeah, right? We, they, you know, we do a very good job of bringing people in and finding where they make the most sense, where they're going to be happy, where they're going to be able to serve our guests and what, you know, and they're going to be able to utilize their strengths. So I ended up in guest services because I'm a talker. Right, and right. now here no. I am. <laughs> so it worked out for me, you know, and they... You know, we take a lot of pride in that, and we always have being the first job for many young people in this community. Um, you know, we want that to be special, and we want we want to be the first job for the young people in this community. And 
it's something that we love to do to teach the youth. 1,400 people. That's a bit of a challenge. What kind of jobs are you looking Great for besides question. ride operators? Yeah, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so, you know, we start hiring at age 14, but we're a small city. We have a little, we have a little bit of everything pretty much. Just about anything you would think it would take to run a city, we have. So, you know, we also need specialists who are, um, you know, who have experience in plumbing or have some carpentry experience or painters as well as lifeguards, um, which we do all the training in house and are very mm-hmm. passionate about our training protocols. Um, so we'll train you and teach you everything you need to know, whether it be rod operator, lifeguard, or you end up in the culinary seal department. Seal wrangler. Seal yeah. wrangler. I, Hey, I've done it. I've been there. It's a good time. Bird wrangler too. We've got the bird show coming back. So oh, that's yeah. a position. Yeah. You know, when you have 1400, we have over 20 departments. We do all the grass cutting. We've got multiple greenhouses. We have, you I know, love it. 26 restaurants, so you take I was wondering pick. where a 14-year-old Maggie Vanetti was going to work this summer. 14-year-old <laughs> nah. Maggie Vanetti will oh, be she's, in Kentucky Kingdom. Nah, she's coming know. to work for me. There's yes. Probably, yes. probably money positions, too, where you've got to run cash around the yep. park and yeah, all that Yeah, we bank, bank the money, have cash yep. control and audits, you know, things like that. We've got a little bit of everything. Okay, so it is it is an all-day experience for most, and it is your home for that day. And we talked about how clean it was. I also want to talk what's dear to my heart, and that's the food. It's not just any food. Ed Hart goes out. And he gets a chef. Yes. And the chef creates dishes just oh, for true. the kingdom. Yeah. And I got to yeah. say, it's gourmet. this food is insanely Burgers good. Are ridiculous. It used to be pizzas of eight. Right. <laughs> and that's not it. That's not the case anymore. You can have the run-of-the-mill treats. They have some out there. Yeah. But they also have chef-prepared food out there. Yes, we take so much pride in what we do. And I've, I've heard some snippets, you know, uh, of some of the things that are coming for 2020. Mm. Um, and my mouth started watering. I'll, I'll let you in on one of them. That's going to be the chef's masterpiece. Okay. A s'mores funnel cake. Oh mm. my God. Oh. What is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> As if it couldn't get any better. Oh, we're also I love adding, it. we're working with some more local, um, and regional craft breweries to bring in more uh, right. beers yes. and things like that in, uh, for the older audience. And then, you know, we've got several other things we're working on and, and always working to not only make sure that the food is at an excellent level and it's prepared properly, but it's also efficient so you can get back to enjoying your day. Jesse, thanks for coming in. Can Kentucky Kingdom, if somebody wants one of these 1,400 jobs, when are you hiring it? When are you starting? Has it started? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so all you need to do, go to KentuckyKingdom.com, click on Join the Team, and put in an application, and we'll take it from there. I expect Maggie Vanetti's soon. Do you get a free season pass if you're an employee? Yes, yes. Oh, you can work oh, on hey, all, hey. all the days you're not scheduled. Come on down to the park. Bingo. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. 790. You're so welcome. KRD. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. I thought that their threes came off triple threat. And when that happens, um, what I... A few of them. A few that we shouldn't allow. A few of them were good, good, good offense. Drive... Defense helps in, kick it out. You know, you created a shot for your teammate. But when a, when a, 
when a player on offense has the ball and the defender's matched up and squared up with him and he can just sort of jab and look at him and shoot the ball, I just don't think that's good defense. And uh, we gave up three of those, and then we gave up even more of that when you count the ones 15 to 17 feet in the first half. And I thought our defensive energy on the ball, um, and we put them on their heels in the second half. Nobody shot a triple threat three in the second half. And Barry dribbles to the top of the circle to Sutton for left wing three. Good. Sutton has got a serious, serious game face on it right now. So now they got it to single digits. Now they need to stop and the ball. Childress hooks the pass to the high left. Out top, Sars three over Enoch. That's no good. And there's Sutton to claim another rebound. Again, single digits with the ball. Got to convert here one time. Kimball feeds it to Enoch. Mid-range left on Sar. Works it in closer. Leans into him. Jump hook. Puts it up. Rolls out. And fouled on the shot by Sar. There you go. I wasn't in the locker room. Um, you know, I'm down in the coach's office huddling with our assistants. And, um, you know, they we generally leave the locker room door open. And um, so I could hear guys who were barking. I, I'd be lying if I knew who it was at halftime. It's generally Malik and, and Ryan. But there's other guys that will step up fresh. Um, but Malik's been that way all year. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. Back to the man. Good ball fake. Now delivers a pass over to Kimball. Five to shoot. Kimball shoots over Brown. A three. Nailed it. Boy, does he come through with much-needed three-pointers at just the right time. Um, we, we have to shore up that stuff from the very beginning. But Dwayne, um, you know, he does what he what he does, and that is he plays harder than, than his opponent generally. Um, you know, he gets to the foul line, got us off to a great start in the second half. I think they had five team fouls within the first two and a half, three minutes of the game. That means the game's going to last longer, which is a good thing for our team. Um, and I think we have a deeper team in Wake. And uh, the longer the game goes, the better it is for Louisville. Pass goes to the right. Brown drives in on that man, kicks out front. Muses contested three, missed it. Sutton with a rebound. Good close out by Ward to contest the shot. McMahon pulls up for a three. Good! Gosh, what a game last night. A tale of two halves. There's no doubt about that one. But I wasn't worried at all. I was Dan Dockage last night. If you listen to the tone of his voice, he was basically saying, look, man, it's a, Wake's playing great, but at some point Louisville's going to wake up. I never thought they were going to lose. We had a few different players taking turns, kind of pulling this team along. Darius Perry did it a few games ago. Then Ryan McMahon and Jordan Nawara. Last night it was fresh and Sutton. Malik Williams, they all got it done last night. If this team decides to play defense yeah. like it did in the first half of the second half, right. look out. They didn't do it in the first half. Yeah. Then they decided, okay, let's go ahead and get this going. And then they ran past them and then relaxed again. Well, let's give Wake Forest some credit here. Sure. They, they were running good offense and they were they were hitting big shots. It's it's the same story the last couple of games where these teams, uh, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, the list goes on and on, where they're like, they're shooting 90% from three right now. They're up 30 to 15. I still, I sat there and went, we're good here. No, this is a Wake Forest team. This. I know you hate this kind of analysis, but... They've lost nine games in the league. This was only the second one that's by double digits. So they, they play teams close. 
Yes, they lose like they did last night, but it's not a surprise for them to be in the game as long as they were. You said it last week, and, and people will cringe a little bit. Now, you compare them to the 2013 National Championship team. But when you said, hey, this team booms you, they boom you. And then you know it's coming. And it's usually a, a twenty, a, you know, a 15 to 20-point burst. It was a 25-point swing here uh, from from last night. So the boom came, yep. and it was over. Uh, and you knew it was coming. And, and they ended up winning by 10. And early on, they were impatient football teams do this but they got behind they were hitting everything then they started jacking ill-advised threes to try to make up the difference right away instead of sticking with the game plan yeah and if you want to talk about the game five seven one seventy nine hundred didn't get a lot of calls the last hour Louisville fans i guess are moving on to the next game already but there's another big story so dwight popped in we got two-thirds of the girl code oh yes there's Tori. A kind of a big concert announcement hit some stones there elliot if you don't mind for us pick something oh it's in a commercial now this one Oh, yeah. Rolling Stones, June 14th at Cardinal Stadium. Tickets go on sale Valentine's Day. That's not by accident. I do want to say they're also playing Nashville if you're looking for another date to attend as well. As well as a lot of other dates in the U.S. So uh, it's going to be a great tour, man. It's going to be a fun show. Coming up later in the show, we'll have Tony Tilford from WQMF to give us some more details and his thoughts of the Rolling Stones coming back to Louisville for the first time since 2006. God, I hate doing this in front of everybody. What? Uh Uh-oh. It's not Tony Tilford. Oh. It's Tony TNT Tilford. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tony TNT Tilford. Hey, Matthew, what the fuck? He goes, it's the fog. He goes, WQMF. And he's also the voice on the promo goes, Matthew, what the fuck? I'm Batman. Batman. Uh, Who are you? Tony Tilford. We'll also have Carl Lenora. We'll, we'll talk about DNA testing and could that help you with your diet. We'll talk about that also. But first, let's bring in our ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello. Oh, These are the girls I used to do the show with. They were on the podcast right. with. Back uh, in the day. Back in the day. It was called it was Girl called, Code. It was called Women Be Shopping. No, it was <laughs> called Girl Code. Yeah, and I was trouble. the only boy on the show. Can't stop a woman from shopping. Yeah. All right, stop it. <laughs> Now, I was in, uh, Tori, I was in your office yesterday. Yes. And you just kind of, we were in the middle of a conversation, and you just stopped cold and said, did you hear about Johnny Depp? And I, I was like, what Johnny. What whoa, happened whoa, whoa, with Johnny whoa, whoa, Depp? And I was whoa, like, I don't know. Explain everybody what happened with Johnny Depp. Is there trouble with Gilbert Grape? Oh, no. Um, so him and his ex-wife, Amber Heard, they got divorced in 2016. Because everyone thought he was beating her up, he was an alcoholic, yeah, he was, was abusive. And everyone said, wait a minute, we love Johnny Depp, now we hate Johnny Depp. Yes, and he got fired from his role of Captain Jack Sparrow because mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Billion and do- billions and billions of dollar uh, movie series. Yes, and it could be true. He could still have been abusive, but now there's video of her saying that she hit him and allegations of her abusing him and cutting off the tip of his finger. Oh, and whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Cutting off, well, it could have been cut off the tip of something else, but that's worse. But why would she cut the tip of his finger off? Well, it said that she threw a bottle of vodka at him and it hit the counter and shattered and sliced the tip of his finger off. Whoa, what is the story? 
That's a right. waste of vodka. Is she Chuck Knobloch? How, does she, how hard does she throw to cut a finger <laughs> off? That's what I'm saying. She needs to be in the major baseball league. Well, here's right? the deal. She shot it, she's sort of going like this. Hee hee, I, got, I ruined your career, right? Is that what's... Uh, is she doing that, like celebrating the fact? I guess. Now they just both have charges against each other for domestic violence. <laughs> Man. So it just keeps getting Why are girls mean? Hannah, why are girls mean? Um... <laughs> I just think women are more in tune with like emotions and we act on emotions a lot. And so there's jealousy, anger, low self-esteem. There uh, you I have mean, it from Hannah. Hannah, women are unbalanced. Yeah, there you go. But let's, <laughs> okay, let's, hold on. Now. Let's, <laughs> just in. But let's talk about uh, getting the tip of his finger cut off. Do we know which hand? Because he's actually the guitar player in the Hollywood Vampires oh. with uh, Joe from Aerosmith right. and, and Alice oh, Cooper yeah. on vocals. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, they don't play stadiums, but they, you know, they'll play like Bogart, Cincinnati, and sell out. Mm-hmm. So does it say which hand? Or um, it's 2016, though. I guess he's adapted to it because they've been playing since. Yeah, it said he had. Three reconstructive surgeries on the finger. I don't know which hand though. It had a picture of it, like <laughs> gone. <laughs> well, he was, and then Def Leppard's drummer said, "Yeah, that's cute." Let's just be honest. In our for our generation, Dave, Dwight, and I's generation, Johnny Depp was the coolest dude. He owned the Viper Room in L.A. He didn't play these superhero uh, roles. He played all these offbeat kind of weird ones. Edward Scissor hands. Right. So he was like the artist kind of uh, good-looking guy, right? Didn't hurt his finger in that movie, ironically. No. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're safety scissors. But he also started out in that stupid uh, television show. Oh, where they would sing. Twenty One Jump Street. Hey, they would, would they sing or something? I never watched. No, it. they didn't sing. I thought they were like kids. No, he was an undercover cop. I know about those. Who was sang? Like a, wait, wasn't it a musical? No, Twenty One Jump Street. No, no. Are you no, it was, sure? It was. A, he, they were undercover cops. Really good looking undercover cops. I know. I thought they tight, would, I white shirts, sing. And leather like jackets. Infiltrate a high school and they shut the locker and sing about how they're going to bust somebody. No, that's High School Musical. Gym. That's Disney. Many oh, years. Okay. Later. Cop rock. <laughs> Cop rock. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yep. Okay. That's not a thing. It, it was, was for a half a season. Yeah. Oh. For some reason, it didn't last. Do you all even know what show we're talking about? Not I, a clue. No. Here, 21 ha- Jump Street. Well, oh, yeah. I do I, know that. Movie. Because of the movie. Yeah. There was a TV show in the late 80s called, that's where they stole the premise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase a squirrel oh. real quick, and then we'll come back to Johnny. Have at it. All right? Because I thought about this last night. How old are you two? I'm 23. I'm 26. Okay. Do you know what a flash cube is? No. no. I knew it. <laughs> you mean from the old cameras? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember flash cube? There wasn't an automatic flash on your camera. You had to put something <laughs> on top of your camera and would have four <laughs> flashes on it. And after So four, it would go flash, like literally would explode a flash, and it would go chunk and go to the f- next one. Yeah. And then when it was done with the four, you had to pull it off your camera and, and throw it away. And, and take it to Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, then you had and to go then, to Walgreens and say, hey, I'm going to drop these off, and in about three or four months, I'll come and pick up these <laughs> But be pictures. careful. But be careful. You have to rewind yes. manually the film in your camera before you opened it, because if you opened it, you would expose the last two or three pictures you took, and they would be ruined. Unless you were like little Timmy, the rich kid down the street that had the Canon or Nikon. When he yeah. got done with his pictures, you heard this noise. <laughs> and and automatically rewind. rolled it up, and like, oh, you got a rich camera, Timmy. Did you ever have a VCR rewinder? No. Yes. No. Yes. We yes. Just, we just hit rewind on the VCR. I know. Yeah, what? we just no. hit a button. A button? <laughs> a what button. is a button? <laughs> okay. My, uh, by the way, 
Tori is getting married. Yeah. How's that going? It's expensive. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, the photographer, how much was the photographer? $2,000. What? Oh All right, listen, Tori, Ouch. I want you to look me in the eye here. Okay. On your wedding night, you're going to be really confused, all right? And there's going to be some things that, well, they're not going to seem natural. But I want you to take this DVD that my wife and I made of our honeymoon night. Oh, yeah. I want, here, I want you to review don't, this. Just don't open it. It might answer some questions, and, and it might prove helpful. You're, your you're a little bit too close to home on this one, okay? All right. Tori is Tim Tebow, if you know what I mean. Okay. okay. Well, good for you. Saved herself. So that's a special story, right, And Tori? I'm a football player. No, that's oh, not no. true. That's not true. <laughs> uh, okay, Hannah, you are in charge of marketing around here. Yeah. So Rolling Stones announced this morning, and your phone is going beep, beep, beep. Oh, it's just now starting. Yeah. My phone oh, yeah. It's going to be. People are coming out of the woodworks. Announced. Yeah, I know. 7 a.m. gets announced. I've got text calls the entire time. I'm just answering back. I have copy and paste one. I, I answered StubHub. Then I copy and pasted it and replied to everyone. StubHub. Here's StubHub. my question. Um, Bands like or, or, or artists like Bruce Springsteen, and I don't know the story for Rolling Stones, a lot of artists will give us tickets to give away, right, or allow yes. us to buy tickets either way. Um, but um, some artists say we're not giving you tickets. Correct. Uh, is Rolling Stones one of those I don't bands? know. You'll have to wait. Oh, come on. Ooh, come on. I, would imagine, come on. I would imagine we'll do giveaways, but we'll probably purchase the giveaways. It's not like it's our tickets, you know? Well, I mean, there's a lot of well, we ins a, and outs of yeah. all of that. And but we have a box. We have an iHeart box, too. We're, yeah, and we're, I mean, our stand on it is we're helping the show. So if they need our help, we got a little better luck. Sometimes they don't need our help. So I think the Rolling Stones are a we-don't-need-your-help type band. We shall see. We shall see, but who knows. How many, uh, and you might not know this, but since there was Taylor Swift recently and you too, with the field seats... How many seats now is that stadium? Well, I, I'll say this. On the no filter, and a lot of the stone shows I've seen the past few tours, Yeah. Uh, for example, Indianapolis, there wasn't seats. In, on the field? No. It was, it, was, it was a stage. Yeah, there was different levels. There was like a gold or a pit one where you would get general admission. Then there was a barricade and then a pit two or, or silver. Ooh. And it was standing. So it's even more people. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Most stadiums, I mean, if they're big enough, let's just be honest, most people aren't going to go to a stadium unless they know they can fill it with thousands and thousands right. yes, of yes. people. Right. Um, but in my experience, most stadium shows do have the field as standing room, just because I would assume bringing all that equipment in would mess with the field. But it's all based on the tour. Back after this. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword RUN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's RUN to 200-200. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Dan Byer. Yeah, I mean, a trade deadline is coming gone, but some teams getting some deals done before the deadline, including the Warriors sending D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves 
for Andrew Wiggins. There are other pieces as well. The Warriors get a protected first-round pick along with a second-rounder in 2021. Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman are part of the deal going to Minnesota. The Clippers won the Marcus Morris sweepstakes. They won the trade, I guess you could say, in a deal with the Knicks. The Lakers were unwilling to give up Kyle Kuzma, so instead he goes to the Clippers, according to ESPN. The Clips will send Mo Harkless to the Knicks as part of the deal. New York also getting a first-round pick. The Wizards are involved as well. They are trading guard Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers, but a report from David Aldridge says that the Clippers aren't likely to keep Thomas. The Pistons traded center Andre Drummond to the Cavaliers. In return, Detroit will receive Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick. Safety Eric Weddle announced his retirement from the NFL after 13 seasons. Broadcasting from the TriCountyFord.com studios, this is Cards Radio 790 KRD. From the East and West Brook Construction Traffic Center. Problems in the Middletown area this afternoon. We have a crash with an overturned vehicle. Four vehicles involved. Looks like a rescue involved in this one as well. This is up on Shelbyville Road near the Snyder Freeway. That's sure to tie up traffic there. Also, we have a crash working up on 71 northbound near Crestwood, causing a backup past the county line. Also, watch for a disabled vehicle if you're heading southbound on 65 near the outer loop. Another accident working at Brook and Jefferson and Valley Station Road and Dixie Highway. An accident. I'm Bobby Ellison, the News Radio 840 WHAS Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. At Staples, save up to 40% all month long on select chairs like desk or executive chairs for the office and gaming chairs for your home. If you are outfitting your home, your office, or your home office, hurry into your local Staples, where there's a whole lot more in store. Offer ends 229.20 while supplies last. Staples. You're listening to 790 KRD, an Radio station. iHeartRadio celebrates Black History Month. Here's Charlemagne the God on how he would like to be remembered. The guy who brought about some sort of change. I want the betterment of our people. I want the betterment of all people. Right now, I look around, I see a bunch of fools out here. We're all so divided on things that we really shouldn't be divided on. So we all just need to say, yo, we want the betterment of our country. We want the betterment of our people. So I want to be remembered as a person who brought all kinds of different people together. Period. Brought to you by Jim Dandy's Beauty Supply. Your number one hair store with the best selection of human hair, wigs, ponytails, and all your beauty needs. Jim Dandy's Beauty Supply at the corner of Indian Trail and Poplar Level Road. Real 93.1. We rep the culture. Now through Valentine's Day, buy any piece of jewelry at Genesis Diamonds for $199 or more and get flowers, candy, and a gift card for dinner at no charge. Genesis Diamonds for the most romantic Valentine's Day ever. See store for details. If the pedal's grinding metal and giving you fits, Breakway will get you in and out quick. You need brakes, but you don't want to pay a lot. Call 866-270-STOP. Breakway does. Brakes for less. From the University of Louisville, this is U of L Today. Shaking a baby for just three to four seconds can cause serious brain injury. That's the conclusion of a new study from U of L. Gina Bertacci is a U of L bioengineering professor who wanted to see if the results of a 1987 study on shaken babies was accurate. The defense attorneys are saying, "Well, here's this 1987 study, Dr. Bertacci, and it says that you could shake a baby and there would not be necessarily any injury." Now I'm going to be able to counter that. Uh, and be able to say, well, guess what? Here's our study 
that says differently. In fact, that there is a, a risk of, of brain injury that can occur from shaking alone. Bertacci hopes the results of her research will be used by prosecutors in child abuse cases. To assure that uh, justice is delivered uh, to those that, that have perpetrated these, these horrible crimes. Research that's making a difference. We are U of L. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Now, the DFH Heating and Air Conditioning Forecast. Cloudy, chilly weather on this Thursday afternoon. A chance for a passing light rain or snow shower. Winter weather advisory in effect tonight. Upwards of an inch of snow possible in Louisville. That's your forecast. I'm WLKY Chief Meteorologist Jay Cardosi. This report is sponsored by Allstate. If you haven't quoted Allstate lately, it's the perfect time. Now Allstate has new lower auto rates. You can get the same high-quality coverage and hands-on expertise now at new lower rates. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. You're listening to 790. W-K-R-D. W-K-R-D Louisville. The home of Dan Patrick. All right, it was announced. It's a very poor secret. The Rolling Stones are coming back to Louisville, and it's at the Big Boy Stadium June 14th. Sunday, Sunday. Tickets go on sale Valentine's Day. We bring in Tony. TNT Till for Tony What is that, What's up, It's a good day for rock and roll. Yeah, great, man. I, I do want to give honorable mention to Nashville. They will be hitting Nashville on um, the 20th of May. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Before that. So a little, about a month earlier. Yep. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, everybody thought it was going to be the following weekend here. It's June 14th, a Sunday night at Cardinal Stadium. And we all kind of originally remember Dwight because Dwight's been on this from the word go. Right. Six months, Dwight's right. been coming in going, I got a source. And this source is never wrong. And they said the Stones are going to be a Cardinal Stadium. This but, is like October, November. But, but I did. But I did. Only I kept it just to you, right? Yeah, you right. did. Well, and my wife. And you never gave up your source. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. His name was Ken Abernathy. <laughs> I mean, damn it! Oh, your gym teacher in high school. <laughs> now I remember Steel Wheels. I remember the show that we went to, the Rain Fest over at um, Churchill Downs. Is this the third time, or are there more visits that I don't recall? Uh, well, no, that's it. What? What? Is it to Louisville? Third time? Yeah. No, there were Stones in 81. That was... Uh, okay, 81. Okay. 81. I'm sure they were here. In the- they probably played here, I bet, in the 60s, back at the gardens right. or something. But well, Dave well, brings a ru- up... There's a rumor that they... I, I've got to, we got to talk to Chris Brown. He would know historically. Well, it's, a friend, it's a friend of ours that lives in Louisville. But, there's always I've always heard a rumor that they did a set at Gerstle's. No, please, oh, no. stop it, stop it. Stop no, but they it. do do stuff like that. That they was the, right do. after shots, 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 shots. Hey, no, but they'll, 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 they'll play a um, they'll play a club date. Okay, show up yeah, to a typically club. a warm up. Yeah, yeah warm up. Yeah. But the little known story that people don't know about this area, uh, we were all in radio at that time. I was working for WQMF when Steel Wheels came around. Steel Wheels was the only concert or site at that tour that didn't sell out, which put a stamp of don't go to Louisville, right? Okay. So 
every so after that time was a dark period for concerts in this town. But can I can I say in all fairness what happened there? Here's what happened with the Steel Wheels tour. They announced the Steel Wheels tour. They sell Cincinnati. Then they sell um, Indianapolis, and they sell out. And everybody from Louisville's going, huh, the stores are coming to Cincinnati. That's close. And they buy their tickets. Then two weeks later, they announce and put Louisville on sale. So that's... Yeah. Uh, okay, but what I'm telling you is they didn't sell out the Cardinal Stadium. And so promoters it was the only site. So promoters right, we went. We're not going to Louisville. It was the only place Rolling Stone didn't sell out. If the Rolling Stones can't sell it out, we're not going. So we, so Louisville, we're in the business. When Leonard Skinner would come to town, it was the biggest concert of the year. It was like, oh, Leonard Skinner, you know. And and it was a dark time for us to have concerts. And it was, it's finally, and it was the Yum kind of turned that all around. Yes, yes. A little bit before that, yeah. we started to get some concerts. When Kiss came and sold out. And then Springsteen, I, I thought saw Springsteen sold. at Freedom Hall on yes. that reunion and tour. And they sold out two or three yeah, dates in a row. Yeah, I was the second row. one. It was that two. That kind of changed it around for Louisville. But for about a decade, folks, we couldn't get a concert to come here because of Steel Wheels. It was a sad, sad, sad time. It was a sad, <laughs> sad, 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 sad time. How about that? What I, I like, that, and I, I assume they're still doing it based on the interview that ran this morning, um, that they're still going to do the crowd gets to make a vote on the Internet and select... Uh, one of the songs. They typically give you three or four songs you can pick from on their website, and you vote for the one you want. And then they play that song as a request for the crowd. So Dead Flowers, I would think. Oh, well, they, that's what they did last yeah. time. But but it's funny that you say you can go on the Internet now and, and vote for what's going to be played at your show. They did that when I saw them on the Bridges to Babylon tour. Right. But that was what, 96, 97? 97? 99? It was 97. 97. I remember. So, God, but I remember that. Sitting with Rolling Stone. Oh, no Stone. security was It's like sitting with Rolling yeah, Stone nerds right, right now. <laughs> no, it was 97. No, it was 96. It was no, the summer of 96. That's the time dude, Keith wore the turquoise right. ring instead of the skull but, ring. But, here, but here's, hey, go the rings on you. But here's what I'm saying. He quit smoking. <laughs> yeah, but here's what I'm saying. It was 1997. They said, okay, da da da. And I actually didn't know what a website was. I'm like, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean, vote on what? You don't know what a website is now. <laughs> well, no, no I, I've got an idea. Let me on guess what helped you discover the World Wide Web. <laughs> okay, well, see, you can see what on that? We bring in Tony TNT Tilford from 95.7 QMF. And then Gus, our engineer, just brought us in three of the Got Mick old WQMF. Oh, this was on a billboard. Yeah. And these are the bumper stickers that we have. What's that around his mouth? And that, well, it's, it's milk. milk. It's milk. It's milk. Oh. I, don't know, um, I don't know what the artist's interpretation was. Right. But we always said it's milk. Here's my I thought question. that was the Dancing in the Streets David Bowie era picture. <laughs> there. Here's my question. If I, if I put this on Twitter, are we going to get sued by the Rolling Stones. No, I don't. I no. Don't. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. You know, that's uh, probably not. These are so old. They so got, you they you got proved a, it back in the day. They got to hit you with a cease 96. and desist first, I think. Oh, my gosh. They, they just they, can't sue these you. Are, these are 20 years old. These bumper well, stickers. Well, listen. And this got mixed side. Of the, well, we, we should probably post one of these or something so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah, but we will. It's a rectangular uh, bumper sticker that says the got mixed. And it's got a big, giant Mick Jagger with the milk mustache mm. on the one side of it. If you take Mick Jagger off there, we can use that Got Mick all day, every day. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that works. That works. Well, if they come after you guys, we'll give you shelter. 
<laughs> oh, dude. He's just boom. All right. The other so day. ticket prices. Any word on ticket prices? I have prices? not seen ticket prices yet, which is interesting because normally on days when they do big announcements like this, we get the email right at the like five minutes before the actual announce that has everything on it. This is when they go on sale. This is when the pre-sale is. This is the pre-sale code. These are how much tickets are going to cost. I would assume, Dwight, we were talking a second ago, you know, multiple hundreds of dollars, maybe three, four hundred dollars right. for something really, really sweet. But I would expect you're going to be able to buy tickets upstairs, you know, 70 bucks maybe. Uh, I'm going to say it's over a century mark. for the. I'm going to say. You the, mean the fl- they call that the flight deck, the one that's way up there? I'm going to say the cheapest. Ticket is going to be at least a hundred. Do you think so? Okay, the Rolling. I, I, don't, I don't know that. The Rolling Stones at Churchill Downs. This was oh six. Is yeah. that what that was? Yeah. Fourteen range, years ago. Sixty dollars was the low. Three hundred was the high for the. You're, you're going to be wrong. Republic. Twenty two. It was well, sixty bucks be. for the bad tickets. Well, I, I, I think it's going to be eighty five to a seventy, but at least eighty five bucks to a hundred bucks for those flight deck, which is way up there. Right. All right, and people um, pay it, man. It's oh, yeah. and listen. I mean, we keep saying this with these classes. It's a running joke between my wife and I every time Springsteen gets ready to tour, and they're supposed to this year. She goes, oh, let me guess. This is going to be the last time you ever get to see him. Right. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but listen, and I'm the same way because I would go and see multiple Springsteen. Yeah, I go to and three, I, four every tour. Yeah. And I would go to multiple Stone shows. Well, three tours in a row, they toured at the same time. And so I used all four weeks of my vacation time for, to, stones for, for either Bruce. Stones or Springsteen. <laughs> Uh, most of the time, and tell me if I'm wrong here, the Rolling Stones gets a they get a price. Like they're paid forty million dollars to do the fourteen shows, right? right whatever. Yes. And then they don't care what the ticket price or what the ticket price is set because the people that put the concert on have already paid the Rolling Stones, and then that's it. Is that correct? Or the st- yeah, the Stones are paid, right? So yeah. the Stones forty million dollars, let's say, or whatever okay. the number is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess AEG maybe or Live right. Nation. One of it's got to be one of those right. two companies, right? And they uh, they'll say, okay, we want you for. 15 cities and 17 shows, and we'll pay you $40 million. All right, we're in. That's it. Now, they may be able to build in some control of ticket prices so they're not too ridiculous, but beyond that, they're done. They get their paycheck one way or the other. The, the reason I think tickets might be exceptionally high is because there's limited dates on this, like 15 or so. Okay? That's it, man. The stage, the production on this is so elaborate that on the 40 Licks tour, which had the same stage, and but it, it was worldwide, Ed Bradley from 60 Minutes toured with him. In the first six months of the tour, it had not broken even yet. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say that's probably not going to be the truth with this one. And then they have two stages. A lot of times they'll have that while they're setting up Louisville, they are or they're already setting up Nashville. Yeah, or yeah, one's on its way to Pittsburgh. That's while crazy. There's, yeah, that's in that, that is insane? crazy. Um, and then uh, do we think they're seventy six years old now? Is it going to be a good show? Well, you Char- think? Charlie Watts is seventy eight. Seventy eight. I think it's going to be a fantastic show. Roddy Woods, the young one at seventy two years I, old. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, you saw them last year, right? Did you uh-huh. get to see that show last year? No, I didn't get to go last year. Uh, the videos that. I've seen. Uh, I haven't seen them on the road. The same thing as you used to get. It's it's the Stones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, I was going to Florida, but then all right, Jacksonville. You were going to. But then Mick had his heart issue, and I had to cancel. Tune in to ninety-five seven QMF for ticket information, and I'm sure I'm sure ticket giveaways giveaways all week next week before they go on sale. Back after this. No, not yet. Actually, it's a little too soon for a break. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, guys, thank you. Thanks, guy. 
There we go. I remember I, we could have made so much money selling ponchos at that stone show at, at Churchill Downs. Oh. My wife and I had a couple, and people were pretty much like, how much can I give you for that Right, sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I did not go to that. Uh, my buddy, uh, Dwight, that just left, he he paid $500 for his seat, <sighs> and it was an obstructed view on the stage. Oh, he was on the stage. Yeah. So it was supposed to be, it was like 20 of them that paid 500 bucks, and this is to 1,006 numbers 14 years ago. And they got on the third floor, and they were supposed to overlook the stage. Well, it started raining, like you said, and they put a little cover to cover it, and that uh, blocked their view. The bad part of that was Dwight was like, well, okay, I'm done, and I'm going to go sit in the stands. They said, no, 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 this concert's already started. You can't leave. Oh, wow. And he was, and you know Dwight, South End guy, is like, oh, no, no, no. And they're like, no, sorry, you can't leave. Uh, throwback Thursday By story. By the way, the, the scary thing for us on that one, we still remember this. So Alice Cooper's opening, right? Right. And we're in line just to get down to our seats. Missed all of Alice Cooper, and they're kind of funneling us through one sort of area. My wife, we were so packed in together, her feet were leaving the ground. Oh, that's crazy. And we're like, this is a Who concert waiting to happen. If somebody panics right about now, and so we made it down there finally. But it took us a long time, and it was a little freaky. Did Churchill Downs stop doing concerts after that? Or did they, was that the, did they, was it that summer goofy thing they did in the infield where they had 47 artists in three days? They did that when it was a thousand degrees. Yeah. And I, well, the police. They lost money. I think the police were there after the Stones, yeah, maybe. The or were they, they lost before? money on that. Lost money on that. But, uh, yeah, Churchill Downs, just stick to uh, the horse racing. If you want an extra incentive to go see the cards play Virginia, besides it's Saturday in the Ville at 4 o'clock, they will be honoring the 1980 NCAA championship team. Denny will be there, Daryl, everybody except Jerry Eves and Wiley Brown, who are coaching elsewhere. So everyone but those two will be on hand as the cards beat Virginia. Saturday afternoon into the evening. Uh, throwback Thursday story. Michael Jordan, his former agent, says he almost didn't sign with Nike. Can you imagine that? Hmm. Uh, he didn't know anything about Nike. Just says that the shoes were... Uh, he, he didn't want to go to the meeting. He was like, eh, Nike, who are them? Is that like jogging shoes? I mean, whatever. So he was he wanted Converse or Adidas, and at the time... He probably said, who's Nike? Right, right. That, be like Nike. <laughs> right. So Michael Jordan's former agent says at the time, he said, Adidas had everyone else that mattered. And I can't imagine that it obviously changed everything for Nike. And then it exploded with, okay, that's how we sell shoes. It's not, it's not, uh, make good shoes and you'll play better basketball. It was now, or running whatever track it was, get the biggest stars possible to do your shoe commercials. And that was what, uh, drove, uh, shoe sales. Um, Heck, my, my nephew's got about 20 pair of those. And he probably never saw Michael Jordan play a basketball game. He may have heard some of the LeBron versus Michael sure. debate and, yeah. and gone back to watch some of it. Right. But. Uh, Jaguars are moving another. Check this out. Jacksonville is moving another home game in 2022 to London. To, <laughs> so, to improve their revenue. So now they're building some entertainment complex money. in Jacksonville, like a big 4th Street Live, I guess, by the stadium. But right. they're not making enough money. So somehow flying a team to England will make you more money. Well, they're going to go back-to-back games. And this is giving up two home games. Yes. Okay? No one else is going to give up a home game for you. So they're giving up two home games. They say revenue is awful. They're bottom tier. Uh, They say they don't want to leave Jacksonville, but Oakland, St. Louis, and San Diego, all three bottom dwellers the last couple of years in their last stadiums, 
left their towns because they weren't making any money. Well, you can't imagine. Or weren't selling tickets. You can't imagine this now that Lambeau's all renovated and the Packers are what they are. But in the early 80s when I lived in Milwaukee, we used to go see Packers games at Milwaukee County Stadium where the Brewers played. Right. They used to only play half their games in Green Bay and then half in Milwaukee because right. they weren't that popular then. Right. And not popular enough to get six sellouts or right. eight sellouts, as it were. Up in up in Lambeau, so they had to kind of pull Milwaukee fans into the mix. So well, they used to play on a baseball stadium on dirt when there was a perfectly good NFL stadium right up the highway. Florida's always had problems selling tickets. Miami University, everybody thinks, oh, with their six national titles, uh, it's so hot in Florida that in the in the beginning of the season, Jacksonville fans are like, yeah, you ain't that good. Plus, it's really really hot. Yeah, I don't want to go to the game. Plus, who can afford the tickets? For a while there, it was all corporate. Uh, blocks, right? So people bought, the corporation said, hey, let's take our, our, our business partners to these games. That slowed down. And you can't afford $100 a ticket and $20 a cheeseburger. And we'll let the Fox Sports people sort through all of these NBA trades, but the one that happened with a, with a Louisville connection, D'Angelo Russell leaves Golden State, heads to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins and two draft picks. Um, but a, sh- a fun show so far today. Uh, I want to thank all the ladies that came in, Tori and Hannah, for cluing us they in. They were two of the thir- two thirds of the girl code. Yeah, the girl code. And, and since back on this show, I did do a podcast with three of the millennial women here in the office just to find out more about how they how they tick. And I found out a bunch of uh, interesting stuff about women. In what that did age. you learn about early twenty something, mid twenty something women? They're all stressed. To the max, they are either on some sort of medication or are having um, uh, therapy. They're all in therapy. They're all so all three were stressed. They're all 23, 25 at the time and 27. They're all max stressed. All of them were on medication or getting therapy. And the other one was they were all in massive uh, college debt. I understand that the debt would stress you, but it is what it is. But what else is so stressful for 20-somethings today that wasn't there for us? That was the thing that I discovered because that's all they did was talk about their stress and, and, and what they were going through of how to be able to, to afford this and the job isn't what they thought and, and all this, right? They love the job here, but it just their life wasn't turning out what they thought it was. And I said, I got to be honest with you. Uh, 20 year old something Vanetti worried about zero. No. I worried about zero. Right? I did never, even when cable got cut off. All right, we'll do something else. Your parents did the worrying back then. Yeah. Well, at some point, my parents were just like, well, we're going to get a call someday. You know, you can get hit by a bus. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen? He had fun. With John, he was having a good time. Uh, but I was, you know, I started working at QMF when I was 20, and I was afternoon drive by 23. So I, I keep I was hearing rolling. about all the stress millennials are facing, and they're in high school and college with safe spaces and safe rooms and petting zoos. I'm like, what is going on? We had we had to take tests. Um, we well, had to pass classes. We had no, to get jobs. No, because what I also determined from these three women, and we did about uh, 40 shows, I think. I said, look, what you discover is that we promised them a lot. Uh, we gave them trophies. We promised them a lot. They did not have... We didn't allow them to fail either. Mm-hmm. We were we were always there to either pick them up or do it for them. Um, so they have to adjust to that. So I, I these three women are hard workers. All three of them in this building, they bust their ass, and they are way ahead of of the kids that are in their age group in this business, and they're stressed to the max. So they they were helicoptered. Last couple of generations kind sure. of were. Yeah. Are they going to helicopter their kids? Do you think? 
Uh, you will parent. It's inevitable. You parent as your parents were. I, I don't understand that philosophy because I choose some of the things my parents did. Right, right, right. But I don't. Um, there were things specifically as a child that I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but I was a wild ass, so I'm a lot stricter right. than my parents were because I know <laughs> what I was doing. Now, how are you going to be when your daughter starts to date? Knowing that there I are, know. I mean, I look there are I, yous I, out there. You know, I quit drinking because I was I wanted to. This is what I'm going to do because you got a short window to be a parent, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going to go all out here, um, and I'm going to go back to the party and later. Well, why not? Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's take a break. We'll come back. Pro Rehab's going to be on with us. We're going to talk about injuries um, and talk about what they do and what they do best. So uh, sit tight, right here on 790 KRD. Doctor, doctor. Give me the news, I got a bad case loving you. No All right, 790. KRD, Robert Palmer, before he put the suit on and danced with the ladies. Oh, I, at that era, every Halloween party, there was a group of five or six girls that were dressed like the, the dancers in the background. Actually, the band. Weren't they the band in the black dress? Yes. Right, yeah. Every Halloween, man. All right, welcome into the afternoon underdogs. Talking about the basketball game from last night. But right now, let's talk to pro rehab and Eric McElroy. How are you doing, Eric? Eric. Oh, let me punch him in here. Uh, left side. There we go. There you go. Hey, Eric, what's going on, buddy? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Now, so we got a couple callers earlier in the show, and they were asking about um, whether Malik Williams on University of Louisville's team was still kind of favoring his injury. As a professional, can you spot somebody that's favoring, uh, uh, you know, favoring an injury that he's claiming is is healthy, Eric? You can't. Uh, you know, cause what we do as physical therapists, we analyze biomechanics, uh, and essentially that's a, the gist of what we do. And then it gets pretty complicated, but we associate impairments in that with pathology. So like if, if you have a, if I see somebody walking in a supermarket, right. And they're, and I can, I, it's like I automatically analyze their gait pattern. That just comes natural. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, you know, if I, if I, my wife might think I'm trying to, you know, check them out or something, but that's not really what's happening. But, um, no. Yeah, so when funny. it comes to athletics, what, and you're looking for those things when you're, when you're watching athletes because, uh, they will inherently favor it. They may not realize it. They may be into the game, different injuries. They, you can get away with it better than others. But when you're dealing with, uh, certain injuries, foot and ankle is, is very hard to compensate because your foot's on the ground, you know, all, most of the time. Uh, and so, uh, it's very difficult for an athlete to work around that. So they will show that they're not, you know, they may not elevate as well. They, when they do elevate, they may come off the other leg more or land on the other leg more. They may not move laterally one way or the other, uh, as easily. So those are things you look for. One, when you want to get them back and, and when you get them back, those are things that you're looking for. And if that continues to get worse, maybe you got to give them some more rest or, or it's impacting their performance. One thing, Eric, we've heard over the years in sports, I'm not sure if it's true or not, or just a player trying to be tough and wants to play through it, but you hear something along the lines of, doctor said his injury is what it is, it's not going to get any worse, so you might as well play with it till the end of the year. Are there such injuries like that? Sure. Yeah, there's things that aren't going to necessarily cause them long-term damage, but it's it's more of a nuisance or annoying or difficult for them to work through. Um, you know, believe it or not, uh, you know, Bone contusions sometimes, you know, once the bone, when they, when we know it's healed well, uh, those can be lingering. 
where it's just uncomfortable, it aches. Uh, there's other injuries like that that it, you know when they're in the midst of the game, you know it, you know everybody's experienced this. You don't feel it as much, if you will, uh, but it doesn't mean that they're not getting treatment around the clock for it. You know between games or they're holding out of practice. So there's definitely uh, injuries where you know let's just, as long as they're not you know impacting their performance to the point that it's detrimental to their to the team. Uh, you know, let them play through it and uh, treat it as you go, and then you can do more aggressive treatment, you know, when the season's over. Talking to Eric McElroy from Pro Rehab. These folks change people's lives, man. When they get people back in life and active again after an injury or uh, they've got to work on something that's going on with their with their gait. I find it hilarious because my, my wife uh, sells light bulbs. So – Every once in a while, she will go someplace and she'll go. The lighting here is is terrible. Right. This is this is I don't know why would someone have these old light bulbs? This is crazy. And Eric, I see the same thing. You just brought that up that I because I was wondered if the pro rehab guys will sit at the mall and they'll they'll go. Well, that guy's going to have a knee in, uh, issue later in life, or that's that guy's yeah. going to have a back issue. It it is all about the gate. Sometimes you can know what's going on with how they're walking down the mall. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, and, you know, you know, go to the grocery and the people who are using the cart for support just to get around the grocery, right. you know, their elbows on it, you know, those things, it's just a big indicator of, of other issues that need to be addressed. And yeah, that happens constantly. Uh, and, and, you know, you see it you know, for us, we see it all the time or, you know, sometimes you just want to walk up to somebody and be like, look, hey, here's my card, you know, the gym, right? These people at the gym doing a lot of stuff that's just, you know, and you got to be careful not to interfere too much, but, right. uh, but, yeah, that stuff all, happens all the time. Well, one thing that's happened to all of us that played sports, you could be playing in your driveway playing hoops, and you've got the cement, and then that two-inch drop off to the grass. <laughs> and we roll our ankle oh, to the yes. point where you feel like it's snapped in half. <laughs> it feels like the worst thing in history for about 20 minutes, and then you're okay. What, what did I do to my ankle there? Well, you sprained it. Uh, and, you know, different levels of sprain. And uh, sometimes sprains, you know, you keep going, they respond well. You kind of walk it off, if you will. But I will tell you what happens. You got a lot of uh, friends probably that walk around telling everybody they, they had to stop playing basketball because they had weak ankles. And, and really what that means <laughs> is you, is you, uh, means I sucked. So many, yeah. Well, that's part of it. And, um, it sprained so many times that the muscles that help stabilize our ankle dynamically, right. they actually stop working as effectively. So now you have ligaments that aren't really there or healed and the muscles that help stabilizer are not functioning so if you early aggressive rehab takes care of that and we know with studies and research that's the case if you're a basketball player in college there is no way you would get away with not doing aggressive treatment like that so uh, yeah, that's uh, so you can tell them they can't use that excuse anymore. What I love so. about pro, uh, pro rehab is that we all know the downfalls of pills, right? So people get injured and they don't go do their PT, and what they do is they start popping pills, and it gets worse and worse, and then the injury really doesn't get better. All they're doing is get addicted to the painkillers. Then they end up on the couch; they're not moving a lot, uh, and then that's when the problems really start to happen. You guys have a philosophy there at pro rehab to where you don't push the pills not at all you know i mean there's there's a time and a place for for different types of medication but that should not be something we go as our primary means of 
of healing and decreasing our pain for sure. And, you know, and that's, and we know this, we've seen this in the studies and research, the opium uh, epidemic is, is well talked about now. And, but what's happening is people don't understand their pain. They're not educated on their pain. And, and that in itself, it's amazing, you know, whether it's the, the biology behind it, the, the, you know, and the physiology and how much that brings their anxiety down about having pain and that pain is normal and that there's ways that we can do things through movement and different types of exercise and, and hands-on treatment, so on and so forth, that can help to decrease and diminish that uh, and then get them back to their life as they, you know, they should be. So, uh, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time doing that every day, acute pain, chronic pain, it doesn't matter. Eric, we had a good friend, and I think a lot of people have this kind of scenario, had knee surgery, and we'd ask her, did you go to your PT? No, no, no. Did you do your exercises? No, no, no. And then constantly complained about how bad her knee felt after magic surgery. Any advice you can give to people who are dealing with family members that just won't follow through? we got about 30 seconds here, Eric. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just encouragement, like, you know, and try to get them into somebody. It's hard to advise family members, so getting them into somebody and then let us do the, the, the job of coaching them up, uh, and, and that's the key. So, uh, you know, education's huge. Uh, Google Pro Rehab and get an appointment. Eric, thanks for your time, buddy, and don't bother too many people at the mall. <laughs> no, I'll do my best. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. Pro rehab doing doing well for the neighborhood, right? So now. we'll see somebody walk and go. That guy's got a stick up his oh, butt. Guarantee it. And Eric's looking at it like, hmm, I think that's a lumbar issue. All right, back after this. Seven ninety. Carity. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.